how are you? This is Lindsay, your host of Life Through a Distorted Lens. What's been going on? Can you believe it? Second week in a row that I am recording this podcast without leaving any lulls in between each podcast episode, which I'm not saying that's not going to happen anytime soon, uh, because me feeling like doo-doo occasionally and just being really uh, sleepy or lethargic has been going on lately, and I don't know if it's because... Uh, Texas apparently after it rains has like mold issues and I I'm like mold I just I haven't lived in an area where mold is a thing in the air that affects people's and allergies and whatnot when I first moved here I was sneezing like a mofo and I was like good lord you know I don't know I I know I'm sensitive to allergens uh, like in in places that new new allergy stuff like pollen or whatever the hell whatever is growing around here, because I didn't grow up in Texas. So I remember years ago, I I took a vacay in Colorado with my family, and it was miserable the entire time, and I thought it was a cold or something. I took all this Dayquil and stuff, and nothing helped. And uh, it was only later I realized it was kind of just definitely allergies. Horrible. It was really bad. Uh, I remember I was reading Harry Potter at the time, which is the fourth book, I believe. But anyway, that was, God, how long ago was that? Anyway, who cares about that? Let's get into the madness, shall we? Especially with this winner of a gem. Oh. As you guys probably know, uh, Hollywood has just run out of ideas and rehashes old movies or takes concepts and distorts them and makes makes them perverted or just whatever. This movie I'm about to tell you about Reads as, like, Tumblr fan fiction, to be honest. And if you don't know Tumblr world, God bless you, number one. Number two, uh, it's it's just basically... Here's the thing, I'm kind of conflicted because um, I enjoy people that think outside the box and, you know, write their own fan fiction, fanfic as they call it. But then it gets uh, not, not... not I know, it often it gets perverted and just really... It's it's obviously people's hormones. Usually they're young writers, I would assume. Not always, though, but just horny people are like... It's called shipping, when you basically combine two characters and make them uh, have a relationship when they otherwise did not have a relationship. And, you know, whatever franchise, it could be a movie or a comic book or anything. And let me tell you, these online communities are prevalent and very big and very popular lot of I don't know what it is about geek culture what a, I don't I'm, I'm acting like I don't know what it is I'm like because they're geeks and they probably aren't getting laid not that I think you should be getting laid before marriage anyway um but uh anyway <laughs> so yeah and I've actually read some of them and because I've had you know my whole past is I was you guys know I've been very lost at times um especially before I found Guad and kind of started this podcast but um, so this is a movie, it's literally called Winnie the Pooh, Blood and Honey, and, and it's, uh, I've never been largely into, my voice was, oh, there, but I've never been largely into the horror genre, like, I mean, I used to love Hollywood and movies, and I guess I still do, but not as much as, not in the same way as before, because I'm awake to Hollywood and their evil agenda, but, um, Horror people just have like a boner for blood and really disturbing stuff. And I've definitely liked my fair share of mess up stuff. Like I used to love The Shining. I used to love and adore The Clockwork Orange, which is why I don't know. I think I've talked about that before, how weird that is. Um, maybe because it's a dominant male and I didn't have a male in my life to like model what a dominant male should look like. I don't, I don't know. I'll, I have to get a therapist on that one. Not that, not that they know the answer and everything, but yeah, it's just this movie is literally, I'm going to read from this website, IGN. Uh, the trailer shows off a grown-up Christopher Robin <laughs> returning to the hundred-acre wood he abandoned and meeting the bloodthirsty Pooh and Piglet he created by leaving them behind. Later, a group of five women are attacked in a holiday home by the two creatures, which appears to make up the main section of the movie. And honestly, <laughs> it's the dumbest looking thing. I, how brain dead of a person do you have to be to be like, NGL, which means not gonna lie, acronyms online. Not gonna lie, this looks pretty dope. I'm like, how? I mean, all I can think is that that person is like fluoride drinking, soy consuming 
boy, because it was a, I'm assuming a male that said that on Twitter. I mean, it's literally, Pooh is like, because I'm sure you're envisioning, like, is it live action or animated or what? But it's a dude in like a, you know, kind of demented look, creepy looking Pooh mask, Winnie the Pooh. Uh, I never really saw Piglet in the trailer. <laughs> I just think it's really demented that someone takes such a beautiful, innocent, sweet, and adorable book series and perverts it and twists it into uh, a blood sh- bloody horror show. Like, I guess one, my creative side is like, yay, you're being creative. But then my other side, is, my logical side is like, you need help? I don't know. You know what I mean? Like, how do you look at something so pure and, and and this is what you come up with? You're like, yeah, blood and let's make poo like a murderer. Yeah. With a uh, massive, I don't, I'm not sure what you call this device. It looks like a huge hammer, but the other end is kind of pointed a bit. I know it's technical terms for this. Uh, terms that I'm learning now that we own a, well, have a home. Uh, not own a home, sadly, not yet, but, um, you know. Like, not just hoes. Who cares about that? Anyway, I'm talking about gardening things. Uh, it's just ridiculous. And, I, I mean, horror genres have always done ridiculous stuff like this. By the way, I've tried watching... Oh, what is that classic one? Shaun, not Shaun of the Dead. Uh, crap. American Werewolf in London or Paris. Whichever one was the first one. I tried watching it, and holy crap. Like, it's the most sexist, nastiest, rapey, extremely rapey movie. And, uh, like... To the point where the guy is in the hospital, and it's like a porn scene. This nurse comes in, and it's all like, and I think they make out, and I'm like, what am I, it's just one of those things that I'm like, what the hell is this? And I know that movies back then were like, uh, like even up to the, I guess, I don't know when it started changing, maybe not even for the better, but because it just turns, it, it, it went the polar opposite way. It went from like total perverts in Hollywood, which I'm not saying that, 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 that they don't exist anymore. But it's more woke now. I don't know how... You know what I'm saying? Like, it's just basically went from totally sexualized, like, uh, no filter, and just, like, vulgar. Like, um, what is that comedian with the big buggy eyes uh, and Caddyshack? Like, Caddyshack... I don't think Caddyshack is... Whatever. There's just inappropriateness back then that looking at it now is like, that's really inappropriate and very rapey. I don't know where I was going with that. Um, other than that movie sucked ass, and I had to turn it off, and I was like, this is so rapey. Um, maybe it's because I've been, uh, at the other receiving end of, of rape that I just can't tolerate shit like that in movies. So anyway, let's not get too serious here. Uh, this is hilarious. California bans gas powered vehicles by 2035. They're going to phase out the sale of gas cars by 2035. On that same token, I hope I, I hope I have it saved in here. Oh, I thought I did. I hope so. Uh, oh, here we go. This is like exactly in line with that. Let me make sure I cross out the, or exit this. Cali- this is a, uh, yeah, well, like it's Daily Wired. I mean, you can read this on other websites because I know that um, I like, I, I actually try to get uh, sources from not just, you know, right wing. I want to get sources from left wing. That's why I don't mind using MSNBC or whatever because I'm not going to just pull all my sources from Daily Wire um, because it's biased. But, uh, California asks residents to avoid charging electric vehicles due to blackout risk days after unveiling new gas car ban. Uh, yeah. Now officials are asking residents to avoid charging their electric vehicles in the interest of not overwhelming the power grid. The western United States is facing a likely prolonged and record heat wave that could lead to temperatures as high as 115 degrees Fahrenheit. Which I'm like, when was this written? This was written yesterday. And I'm like, maybe California has a delayed uh, record heat wave. Obviously, I'm not, it's not Texas, so and I'm not living in California anymore. I don't remember when they have their heat waves. But uh, as a result, the California Independent System Operator is seeking to bring all available resources online to handle high electricity demand and expects to issue voluntary energy conservation notices over the Labor Day weekend. The top, tree con- top three conservation actions are set are to set thermostats to 78 degrees or higher, avoid using large appliances and charging electric vehicles, and turn off unnecessary lights. I'm like, I'm all for turning off unnecessary lights. Um, Hell to the no with keeping your thermostat at 78, which actually, not going to lie, we keep ours at 77, and it took me a while to get used to that. And at that same 
while I say that, we have our AC unit from California, like it's like the size of a mini refrigerator, um, in our bedroom that I like to have on at night because I'm pregnant and I like being chilled when I'm sleeping anyway. Uh, so when, technically when I'm sleeping, it's not 77, but 77, I think is on the high end, uh, you know, definitely warmer than I, I would assume most people, uh, oh my gosh, most people, I'm trying to mute this, uh, turn off. Oh, anyway, um, I got a message or a text while I'm recording this. Anyway, so um, I remember living in California. They had the same stuff where they would, uh, you know, ask you to conserve your energy. Which, again, I'm not against conserving energy and, like, turning off the lights if you're not using them. That's just kind of a, a given. Like, don't waste energy. More, more so save money. But I just think it's absolutely hilarious because the amount of people in California that own electric vehicles is pretty freaking high. Uh, so to ask this, uh, I mean, unless... Eh, let's look at the other end. Like, I, I guess it's not absurd if you wind up charging your vehicle before the weekend, but I think it's still absurd because it doesn't give you the freedom to uh, use your car. You know what I mean? Like, it, 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 this takes away your freedom to own that car and use it when you want. And uh, I don't, I just, no, California is just terrible, terrible state. Can't believe I never saw it before, but here we are. My God, the mosquitoes in Texas are absolutely out of control. It is my biggest gripe about living here, minus the ridiculous temperatures, which I actually survived through. It's already getting lower temperatures here. And we're getting rain, thank Christ. All right, anyway, uh, I'm itching on my bed here. I moved out of my closet because I thought it would be cooler in here. Anyway, let's get on with it. This is amazing. Christian doctors, this is from lifenews.com. Uh, Christian doctors, nurses win 10.3 million lawsuit after hospital denied COVID shot exemption. The nation's first-class action settlement involving a COVID shot mandate should be a wake-up call to every employer that did not accommodate or exempt employees who oppose the COVID shots for religious reasons. North Shore University Health System will pay more than $10.3 million for unlawfully discriminating against more than 500 current and former health care workers and for denying religious exemptions from the COVID shot mandate. Isn't that wonderful? That's, um, that's incredible. I think that's wonderful news and just fantastic. And I have other... Uh, wonderful news. I think I have pulled up here about lawsuit. Yeah, I'm pretty sure I do. So that's just, that's just great. And I, I'm here for it. Absolutely. Let me see if anything else I need to read from here. Yeah, they'll pay, you know, basically just a longer written out sentence of the headline to compensate these employees who were, who were victims of religious discrimination and who were punished for their religious beliefs against taking an injection associated with aborted fetal cells. Exactly. Shocking and just nasty. Like, gosh. As part of the settlement agreement, North Shore will also change its unlawful, quote, no religious accommodations, end quote, policy to make it consistent with the law and to provide religious accommodations in every position across its numerous facilities. No position in any North Shore facility will be considered off-limits to unvaccinated employees with approved religious exemptions. In addition, employees who are terminated because of their religious refusal of their COVID shots will be eligible for rehire if they apply within 90 days of final settlement approval by the court, and they will retain their previous seniority level. Wow. This is a historic first-of-its-kind class action settlement against a private employer who unlawfully denied hundreds of religious exemption requests to COVID-19 shots. Uh, the agreement upon settled was filed in the Federal Northern District Court of Illinois. It must be approved by the court. So yada yada. Um, at the same time, hey there. One of the easiest and free things you can do to help on my podcast is to leave a Apple podcast review for this podcast. It is free, pretty effortless. It takes, I don't know, less than a minute out of your day. If you don't want to do that, you can support my podcast by heading to paypal.me forward slash LP Foster Kittens or become a monthly subscriber to my Subscribestar, which is subscribestar.com forward slash distorted lens. As always, thank you so much for listening and following me on Odyssey or YouTube, subscribing, hitting the bell, because I've been told that hitting the bell helps out a lot with getting notified that I'm even posting new content. So God bless y'all and let's keep trucking on y'all. They shouldn't have denied anyone of this request at all from the get-go. So, and it's also a thing of like, would you really want to work for the same company that did this to you? 
You know, do you, I mean, at the same time, I, I understand people need money and I'm not, I wouldn't be, I'm not going to sit here and bash people that do, I guess, what is it called? Do they call it re- reapply? Yeah, if they apply. I'm not going to bash people for doing that because, you know, it's, you go to college for your profession or whatever you want to become and, you know, what you want your career to be based out of and you get denied or terminated you know, it's, it's something, it's, you went to school for this, so it's not surprising that people would, I guess, apply at the same place. At this point, though, you would think they would have moved on. I'm not sure, you know. I, I think it would be a mistake to go with the same company, because if that's how they treated it, like I said, the first time, then who's to say they won't do that again with the next, uh, thing, you know. Quote, Dimmick. I'm like, I'm putting these podcasts on YouTube, and I literally don't know what YouTube, like what we're allowed to say at all. And I'm, I'm not about to sit here and like every day wake up, roll over and check what YouTube's guidelines are. Like I have a life, I have so much shit going on. I'm not, I just, I don't, I'm too, no. Like, so, um, yeah. Although I do know you're allowed to say a lot of stuff that you weren't allowed to say prior, uh, that I'm still paranoid about like talking about because, Who's to say, because say they can't say, say I can't say, and this is just a theory thing, I'm whatever, the masks don't work, and you know, uh, a year ago, and then you would get yanked for saying that. Say you say it now, this is just a, uh, not the word, in theory. Yeah, in theory, this is just me making this up, it's not really saying this, (laughs) even though I think you're allowed to say it, but, and now you say masks don't work, but now YouTube allows you to say that. Who's to say they won't like reverse that? when a next variant thing comes out, you know what I'm saying? So I'm like, I don't, I just don't know how the internet is a very strange place, especially YouTube and all these platforms that don't, they don't give you any freedom. Uh, so I, I, who's to say they won't reverse that anyway, moving on, uh, to disturbingness time for some sippy sippy. Even though I told myself last time, don't drink carbonated whatever, tea, while you do your podcast, it just makes you burpy, and here I am again. Well, it's either that, or I have my chai tea latte, which, by the way, chai means tea, so I'm basically saying tea tea latte. <laughs> um, there's a, uh, a coffee place here called Summer Moon. It is so yummy. They, well, they have this, like, nasty, and what I, mean by, what I mean by nasty is, like, holy, how many grams of sugar is in this, and what is this? They have this stuff called moon juice or something i can't remember what it's called uh that i guess that they use it as like a milk product and it it's insane how sweet it is it's absurd i'm like you take a sip i take a sip and i'm like nobody needs this amount of sugar like honestly the amount of sugar that people consume on the daily is wild so it's not surprising to see the average body human body here in texas to be pretty freaking overweight um i've definitely gained weight being here even though my husband claims that i absolutely have not and by the way i'm like my weight right now while being pregnant is making me very uncomfortable, but I have to remind myself there's a baby growing inside me and it's just, it's temporary, but, uh, yeah, you know, me being fit and then going to, to this weight is like, yikes, I wish I never looked on the scale. It's fine. No biggie. All right, moving on here. Uh, this is on Summit News, I guess, Summit.News. 31-year-old, uh, Excuse me, 31-year-old transgender. I hate using that term because just call them for what they are. I'm going to, well, let me read it off. Well, whatever. 31-year-old transgender footballer celebrates being able to use same changing room as team of teenage girls. Yes, really. A report by Dutch news outlet VRPO reveals the struggles Marjolian Sheppers underwent trying to comply with rules set by the Royal Football Association. However, after being given a new passport that certified the biological male to be a woman, Shepherds was then able to register as a woman with the KNVB. After initially encountering difficulties with his hometown team in Westerbork, Westerbork, Shepherds traveled 200 kilometers to join up with a team of teenage girls in Lissa. I don't know how you say this. This is all, I believe, UK towns. Uh, with Shepherds proclaiming it to be the best time of my life. I was finally accepted by my teammates. I joined in, said Shepherds, adding that the ability to use the same dressing room as the young girls was, shit you know, that's what he said, quote, the best gift I could get, end quote. These people are so sick. When, when people will wake up to this transgenderism, especially the males, and realize that it's a fetish, 
um, and that they're getting off on this. It's just, it's so wild to me that people are like, oh, you were trapped in the wrong body. Yes, you're a woman. Come join us. Um, and just totally be ignorant to the fact that it's a fetish. Um, obviously not all of them are because a lot of them are young kids that are just following the social contagion. Um, so I can't say it's obviously every male that pretends to be a woman, but for the most part, especially with the amount of research I've done, what I've seen, sissy hypno porn and, you know, these men that are porn sick with hentai and anime, um, and it's specifically men. It is men, 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 because men, you know why men and their innate instinct want to F, 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 you know, fuck, fuck, fuck. Uh, so it's just really sad, you know, and in my research from what I've seen, a lot of it is men that are incel cultured men, which are men that just have never been laid or not, not necessarily, not necessarily been laid, but can't get a girl like even remotely because they're socially awkward maybe autistic, uh, just, you know, addicted to the internet and gaming. So they inevitably turn to hentai and porn and they realize that I'm not going to ever get a good, get a girl. So I may as well become that girl. Or there's, you know, another variation is their, their mother was not very sweet or nice to them or not, maybe not, not existent at all. So then they become the mother they never had, which is absolutely fascinating and really sad that that's a, you know, it's just these people are really mentally sick. And I'm saying that with compassion. These people need serious psychological help and they need Jesus. They need the cleansing blood of Jesus, let me tell you. Let me finish reading the article as if this is not enough. Uh, I quote, I was finally accepted by my teammates. I joined in. Oh, I'm sorry. I read that. Let's see. Uh, However, Shepherds was subsequently suspended from playing by the KNVB. Keep wanting to say K anyway. Uh, due to him being significantly older than teams comprising of players under the age, age of 20. Quote, I am 31 years old, but I don't feel that way. I'm full of hormones, and I feel like a 15-year-old girl, says that dude, Marjolene. The KNVB is afraid that I am too strong to play with and against young girls. This is not the case, and you cannot judge that from a chair in Zeist. I guess it's someone who's... Uh, has the gavel telling this guy he can't play, which is just so insane. Why? I mean, not only is this a male and female sports and using their changing rooms, which is so perverted and predatory, like obviously disgusting that, uh, I mean, how can you look at that and be like, first of all, I don't, I just don't get it. Like it's not only is it a male, he's also way over the age bracket so I'm like, make it make sense. These people have like total freedom to reign over anyone's parade and do whatever they want to the point of like pedophilia, rape. I mean, you name it. Like they're literally protected. They are the ultimate protected class. Tell me what rights you don't have. Tell me. You have way more rights than, uh, I don't want to use their language. I do not want to use their language because I think it's ridiculous and I'm not going to do it, but I almost did. Uh, let's see. Ew. <laughs> I hate this so much. Here's another quote from him. You will see that the happiest girl in the world is playing a nice game of football with her team, said Mar Marjolene. Gross. You're a man. Like, stop lying. Aside from the moral and sexual problems with a 31-year-old biological male using the same changing room as a bunch of teenage girls, Shepherds clearly enjoys a physical advantage over the other players he will come up against. As we previously highlighted, after a biological male in his 30s who identifies as a transgender woman, which I hate using that phrase, it's just a man, uh, was allowed to compete in a Gaelic soccer final against 16-year-old girls, women who complained about it had their accounts banned by Twitter. An image of Julia Valentino competing in Ireland clearly illustrates the physical superiority he has over opposition players. Back in June, Rugby International governing body banned transgender athletes from competing in women's matches. This is madness this is a, a screenshot of a tweet of that guy i guess the julia valentino in ireland um and it shows well the tweet is from at just misogyny and their account is called progressive misogyny and it's captioned with a picture is worth a thousand words and twitter is suspending accounts that use words to describe this picture and it shows on the left hand side a woman running away from 
and she has, a, uh, I guess, a soccer ball in her hand. Uh, she's running away from a tall, oafy male who is, has a massive receding hairline, is basically buzzed bald hair, and is a man. Flat out man. And I'm not a person to be like, the least he could do is, is act, or I'm sorry, you know, look like a woman. There's a lot of people that fall for that. I'm really tired of that rhetoric, too. Like, well, this man... Well, they don't say it like this, but... Uh, they'll say, she's passing, so it's fine. I'll call her by her pronouns. But we're really talking about a dude here. Just because a dude is able to deceive the world and manipulate his face and body and hair and clothing and body language towards you to, de- to deceive you enough... That it satisfies your mind and, and looking at that male and being like, oh, it looks like a woman. Eh, it looks like a woman. You know what? I'll call it a she and her. Why not? Easier on my brain. It doesn't hurt my brain. You know, makes it easier for my life. How effing lazy can you be? What a lazy stance to approach that from. I am of the stance from and I will forever and always be. You are a walking deception. I do not enjoy being deceived in my life by anybody. I don't care what you're presenting as or what, whatever you're saying, whatever it may be. I do not enjoy being deceived. Um, it's uh, really only the hands of Satan would be doing something like that. And someone who is that lost and obviously detached from God would be okay with deceiving the world around you. And, you know, it's just... I just don't believe in that. I don't believe in deception, um, especially on that level when you're, you know, around women in, let's say, a dressing room where women are getting naked. Listen, I do pool aerobics three times a week, and some women get fully naked in the locker room, and, you know, I don't want to see a penis in there. I do not want to see a... I don't want to have to live my life and be like... Fuck, am I going to see a penis today? Like, I, I don't, I'd never want to see a penis unless it's my husband's. <laughs> uh, <laughs> I don't want to see that shit. I don't, it's gross. Get the fuck out of here. Nobody wants to see your walking fetish, disgusting shit. Oh, uh, like, gross. Hello? Like, remember when flashers were a thing and people were appalled by it? And we're like, oh my God, help police. Now we're like, yes, stunning and brave. Anyway, that was my cussing rant even though I already cussed before that. Sick, 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 sick. Maybe I should make this my thumbnail. <laughs> it's not even funny. I'm just laughing just because clown world, dude. I'm praying every day that my child is able to defeat the madness in this world because boy, are they being born into a mad society. I mean, not that children prior to this uh, date of September 1st, 2022, not that children didn't have to kind of be on their guard or whatever back then. But, you know, I, I do recall, not that I was alive for this, but there's a, I guess it was kids in the 70s grew up and they're called latchkey kids where they could just, you know, mom will be like, come back whenever, come out, come back when the sun goes down. Here's a key to the house, you know, and not have to worry about it. Ay, ay, ay. Speaking of that, here's the weird thing. I know I've talked to you about the coddling of the American mind, which is all about basically, you know, what it, what it sounds like, uh, babying someone too much that they're like insufficient and just spoiled and woke and bratty. But then I've seen people take that book that are woke and twist it. Because when you read that book or listen to an audio tape, which I did, it makes you want to not overly coddle your child because if you overly shelter a child, they come out severely messed up. Um, you know, they're not independent and just not good at all. But then on the same, on the other side of that, I've seen woke people, liberals twist that, that book and be like, yes, we need more children to be independent and not have parents hover over them. Like basically taking away parental rights over for children, encouraging them to be more on their own, do more activities on their own, which... You know, of course, again, the left always perverts things and twists it. Like, taking a normal concept like that. Like, of course, independent play is important when a kid is growing up. And establishing independence in general is is great. But to twist that and, you know, do it very slyly and say that, yay, independence. 
but behind all that is definitely taking away parental rights, 100%. It's very perverted. There was a whole article I read about that. I should bring that up next time. I have to dig for that. It was a really well done article. Anyway, so uh, this is wonderful. More great news. Uh, let me exit this. No, I'll just leave it. Whatever. This is from, uh, what is the peacock? Uh, NBC. NBCnews.com. Kansas teacher who was suspended after refusing to use students' preferred pronouns awarded 95000 in suit. Pamela Ricard sued Geary County Schools in March, saying she was reprimanded and suspended for three days last year for addressing the student by their, quote, legal and enrolled last name, end quote. What? So they used their last name, and that was what got the person reprimanded? Usually it's like, oh, you're not calling me by my, my made-up, you know, anime fantasy name or porn name. A lot of the men that think they're women create names that sound very like a porn actor or whatever. Uh, let's see. A Kansas teacher who sued the school district that suspended her for refusing to use a student's preferred pronouns reached a settlement with the district Wednesday and will be awarded $95,000, lawyer said. According with, excuse me, attorneys with Alliance Defending Freedom, which describes itself as advocating for the right of people to freely live out their faith, called the settlement a victory for free speech at public schools. The Southern Poverty Law Center describes the Alliance Defending Freedom as a hate group over stances it has taken on LGBT rights. What happened to, what happened to the LGBTQ? Hmm? I think it's interesting how some people use the Q and then the Q plus and then the IAP. I'm just... <laughs> None of it ever makes sense or adds up or is congruent. Pamela Ricard sued... This is kind of repetitive. Hold on, let's see. Oh, for addressing a biologically female student by the student's legal and enrolled last name, a student counselor at Fort Riley Middle School has told Ricard that the student preferred an alternate first name, and a classmate told Ricard that the student preferred he, him pronouns, the lawsuit said. What a joke. Middle school? Ricard began addressing the student as Miss, using the student's last name, in an effort to avoid, oh, I see, okay, miss like a uh, platotion or something. In an effort to avoid using, in, in an effort to avoid using the student's preferred first name, Ricard believed addressing the student as Miss Legal, you know, enrolled last name, respected the student while also upholding Ricard's religious convic- convictions. The lawsuit said, the, dis- "The district at the time did not have a formal policy regarding student preferred name and pronoun use at the time. Miss Ricard was suspended, but she was reprimanded." Under generic school district policies relating to bullying by staff. Oh my god. A week after Ricard returned from her suspension, this district implemented a policy stating that employees should be aware and make an effort to utilize the pronouns and individual requests to be identified by. Oh, oh, this is so exhausting reading this. Miss Ricard is a Christian and holds sincere religious beliefs consistent with the traditional Christian and biblical understanding of the human person and biological sex, the lawsuit said. Miss Ricard believes that God created human beings as either male or female, that this sex is fixed in each person from the moment of conception, and that it cannot be changed regardless of an individual person's feelings, desires, or preferences. God bless this woman for standing her ground. I think that's wonderful, and it's not easy to do in this current climate, obviously especially if you're in a woke school, and especially if you know that you're going against the grain here. I think that's just God demands, not demands, but there's a certain boldness that um, Christians have um, or should have that I think that God, I guess, rewards. I'm not sure how to put it, but it's just... I don't want to say God demands it because that sounds bad. I'm, I'm, I'm I'm failing to find the words here, but being bold is a part of being a Christian and you guys know I'm pretty darn bold and I think it's because I didn't get to speak a lot growing up in my family of a lot of kids and I think I was also silenced for my opinions because now I am very opinionated and I've just been thinking about like where that came from and I'm pretty confident it's because I've been silenced over my opinion like at all because I've seen it happen with me and my family recently where I get silenced immediately. Um, and I'm like, Oh, that's what that's from. Okay. It's funny how you can like look at things when you're older and not, I don't know. It just kind of, you see the full picture of that's why I'm like this, or it's, it's just nice to grow up and notice what's going on around you and be able to piece it all together. Whereas before when you're a kid, just, 
Instead, your answer for that is rebelling or, you know, being just miserable. Anyway, anyway, that's wonderful, wonderful news, you know, just fantastic. Let's see. Uh, let me finish reading it, actually. The court also ruled that instead of using students' preferred pronouns, Ricard could continue avoid pronouns for students who have requested pronouns inconsistent with their biological sex. What? The court instructed the district to stop the policy in which staff could not disclose students' preferred names and pronouns to their parents as a lawsuit proceeded. Let me read that again. Anyway. Okay. Let's make sure there's nothing else to read from that article. God, honestly, doing this podcast is exhausting because basically it's like reading all of the messed up stuff from that I've seen on the internet from a week that I found worthy to relay to you guys, but it's like back to back. So it's, it, it is literally exhausting for me. Like mentally, it's just, I'm tired of it, obviously. It's tough, but here we go. This was two days ago. Biden says, when it comes to public safety in this nation, the answer is not defund the police, it's fund the police. Which is absolutely hilarious, because last year, was it a year ago? They were absolutely all over defunding the police, and now they're just going to play and pretend like, well, we never said that. Although they didn't say that technically here, but I mean, pretty much. (laughs) And then the audience starts cheering, and I'm like, How are you cheering? How are you not like really confused being like, wait a minute, but I remember they said defund the police. I remember it vividly living in California being like, this is the most insane thing I've ever heard in my life. Like, how does this make any sense? Who does this help out? You like, especially in in areas where crime is, you know, through the roof, which is where we lived in San Jose is very crime ridden, you know, homicides across the street. Very not, not very not safe place. (laughs) Great grammar. Huh? Let's see if I, you can, uh, no, that was complaining about earphones. not going to work. Anyway, it's just a video of him saying that from disclose.tv on Twitter. Uh, let's see. What is this? Oh, okay. Uh, now on to, well, let's, let me, here, let me just, I'm trying to organize my articles here. There are all these tabs pulled up. Uh, this is interesting. <laughs> this is an article from today from, again, NBC News. Bank of America announces zero down payment, zero closing cost mortgages for first-time home buyers in black and Hispanic communities nationwide. So it sounds like they're giving them benefits for owning a home, and yet whiteies get shafted? Sounds like racism. Sounds like racism to me. Anyway, I'm going to move on. Uh, let me pull up this other article. This is so, whatever. I mean, this is just the amount of, 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 of absurdity on Twitter uh, in the, like, the tweet itself is just wild because Twitter is like the wokest place on the internet. And I kind of asked myself why I even use this website. The main reason is to bring you guys news, honestly, because I've seen news hit Twitter before it hits anywhere else. This is Time spoke to gender queer author and illustrator Maya Kobabe. I don't know how you say that. <laughs> I'm going to read this without laughing or whatever. I'll try here. On about ear work, the efforts to restrict access to ear writing and what a make of the current cultural movement. What? This person, it's hilarious. It's clearly a woman. That's trying to dress like a man. Um, And they have a notebook that has an HRC freaking logo on it, which is just classic. They just look like a freaking nerd. Like, God. Okay, let me read this headline, how it should sound. Uh, Even though I'm not for genderqueer or anything. But this is not what it says. But let me, anyway. Time spoke to genderqueer author and illustrator Maya Kobabe on about their work the efforts to restrict access to their writing and what they make of the current cultural movement. So basically, I I kid you not, they remove the TH and they're like, my pronouns are E-I-R and E-Y. So T-H-E-I-E-R is their work or, you know, their. T-H-E-Y is they. So they remove the, 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 the TH. 
I'm like, do you feel better about yourself? Do you feel unique and cool? Like, this is so dumb. Like, so dumb. Uh, I'm not gonna even, there's nothing else to really read from that. Uh, I'm good because I'm not gonna fall for your stupid agenda of claiming that that's an actual pronoun. You just sound retarded. You say, it looks like you're having a typo malfunction on your end on the computer. And if anybody honestly said that, I, I would be like, I can't understand you. What are you saying? Is that English? I don't know what, like, what it, I'm not going to live in this reality that you're, like, portraying this uh, made-up world. I hope that wasn't loud. I just hit the mic with my finger. I apologize if it was. So, if you don't know about ESL, I think that's what it is. No, I'm sorry, SEL. Sexual, oof, I can't remember. There's too much shit in my brain. It's, it's, a, it's a not good thing happening in schools that, here's an example. Um, it's like a, a text chain to a mother. It's a, a student at Pin Oak Middle School was pressured by the teacher to take a survey that the student was uncomfortable with and threatened with detention. The student contacted the mom immediately. This is becoming very alarming what is happening inside schools. Basically, the schools are surveying your children, finding out what kind of a child they are, and working with the government on how to manipulate them. Uh, there was, I read, what was the documentary called? It's either Whose Children Are They? I've talked about this before, obviously. Or, um, oh, I'm forgetting the other one. But they go into this in, in detail. All right, so this is from Jennifer McWilliamsConsulting.com. Social Emotional Learning, SEL, claims to be a system which helps students develop the skills they need to achieve success in school, career, family, and civic life. This sounds like something that would be celebrated everywhere, but on the contrary, SEL is causing confusion and conflict all across America. Among the SEL controversies are the teachings of gender ideology, sexual preference, critical race theory, and spiritual practices. SEL proponents say it it is a way to teach children to regulate their emotions, learn empathy, and build relationships. SEL critics argue it is a smokescreen for ushering in radical ideology and government overreach. The question people should be asking is, by whose standards are these skills being taught and for what purpose? A closer look at how SEL began provides validation to the movement of removing it from the public education system. The term social emotional learning was crafted along with its housing organization, the Collaborative for Academic Social Emotional Learning, CASEL, K-K-E, I'm sorry, C-A-S-E-L, at the Fetzer Institute. The Religious and Spiritual Development Nonprofit Institute was founded by John Fetzer. SEL is used in over 90% of America's public school districts to teach what they call the whole child, i.e. mind, body, and spirit. Uh, the Fetzer Institute was designed to promote John Fetzer's spiritual vision for a global transformation, which he called the New Age. The mission is to help build the spiritual foundation for a loving world. Brian Wilson, professor of comparative religion at Western Michigan University, spent a year studying Fetzer's life through the Fetzer Library. The library was created to preserve John E. Fetzer's lifelong inquiry into the interconnectedness between science and spirituality to the transformation of self and society. Wilson authored the book John E. Fetzer and the Quest for the New Age in an interview about the, uh, about the book states, I really focus on the things that people used to call cults and sects, and of course today we call them new religious movements. Wilson explains John Fetzer's spiritual evolution with, upon graduation from college, John Fetzer made a fateful decision. He left the Seventh-day Adventist church and largely abandoned institutional Christianity. He turned instead to a lifetime exploration of a variety of metaphysical religions. Although something of a misnomer, metaphysical religion refers to those traditions based on a monistic rather than dualistic cosmology that is a belief that all is one, including God, as opposed to the radical separation of God in the cosmos that forms the basis for the Abrahamic traditions. In such monistic systems, the conception of God shifts from being transcendent and personal to imminent and impersonal, which tends to have major effects on the way one relates to the world. Whew. Fetzer was inspired through his exploration of Freemasonry, parapsychology, Buddhism, the theosophy, and UFOlogy to, to use his institute as a way to advance his spiritual practices universally. He employed meditation, psychic consult consultants, excuse me, pendulums, 
water dousing and other occult practices regularly in his decision making. He was also a zealous supporter of Alice Bailey, the controversial occultist who founded the Lucifer Publishing Company, now known as Lucy Trust, Lucis Trust, excuse me. Bailey believed in using education to achieve a one world order with a global religion. She wrote in her book, Education in the New Age, our problem is to attain the kind of overall synthesis that Marxism and neo-scholasticism provide for their followers, but to get this by the freely chosen cooperative methods that John Dewey advocated. The use of mindfulness practices and social-emotional learning is no surprise when you trace SEL back to its roots. New, uh, excuse me, New Age religion uses meditation as a way to seek a heightened spiritual consciousness to create a social transformation that would result from the massive spiritual awakening of the general population. In the Fetzer Institute's theory of, of change, it states, our goal is more profound than simply changing beliefs or even behaviors. It is a fundamental transformation of our very way of being from ego-centered to all-centered, from separation and fear to wholeness and love. Additionally, it states that their goal is catalyzing and supporting the spiritual transformation of a critical mass of persons around the world. Yeah, yeah, yeah. The theory of change acknowledges the deception of people to support SEL, even though it is a spiritual thought reform experiment. It will be primarily important to support the positive spiritual and moral development of children and adolescents. That part was in quote. I guess. Sorry, you just started the. A quote in the middle of a sentence, but uh, many organizations are using secular, secular approaches to support individuals of all ages in developing increased mindfulness, empathy, compassion, and awareness, as well as more as a more deeply grounded sense of life purpose. By providing a non-spiritual point of entry, such programs may reach many people who would be put off by an invitation framed in explicitly spiritual terms. Okay, this is the quote from the SEL peeps. Further, it seems likely that these secular invitations to engage in serious and sustained inner work will lead many individuals to the deep questions of existence and the human condition that are at the heart of the spiritual journey. This will create the opportunity for us and other spiritually grounded organizations to help the individuals deepen their spiritual search. Which, I'm confused. People are always like, separate church and state, and like, spirituality doesn't belong, or you know, Christianity, blah blah blah, doesn't belong and schools. I'm like, this is straight up spiritual nonsense gobbledygook, man. Let me finish reading the article here. Since 2015, the Institute has provided over 6.4 million in grants to advance the global spiritual vision of New Age occultist John Fetzer. In 2017, they gave over 1.2 million in partnership with Rockefeller Philanthropy Advisors to fund a project called the Collaborative for Spirituality and Education Project, which expands on the SEL movement. Of course, it would be Rockefeller. If you don't know a damn thing about uh, Rockefeller, um, look up the Corbett Reports. Let's see. I think it's CorbettReport.com. Yeah, CorbettReport.com. He has a search bar. And just type in, let me let me click, or uh, see what it's called, Rockefeller. Oops, I spelled that wrong. How do you spell Rockefeller? Hold on. Give me a moment here. No, I spelled it right. Maybe he didn't. Hmm. I'm shocked it's not coming up. Oh. Alrighty, he has multiple videos about, let me see. The uh, There's one called The Unauthorized Biography of David Rockefeller. Uh, it's episode 316. There's an audio one, and there's also a video on his website. Um, David Rockefeller, eugenics-obsessed globalist, dies at 101. This was back in 2017. Rockefeller Medicine video, which is from 2013. You just go to... A, CorbettReport.com. On the top right, there's a search bar. Type in Rockefeller and educate yourself on the Rockefeller family. Yeah. Uh, let me finish. I'm almost done with this article here. The Collaborative for Spirituality and Education website exclaims it is the next wave of whole child education. The purpose of SEL and education has been deceptive from the beginning. The reality of its attempt to spiritually transform our children for social change is a constitutional violation and it deliberately undermines parental rights. So that was a really, uh, I guess, um, long explanation about what SEL is. And there's another article this woman has on her website that is called, the headline is Illegal SEL Data Collection. And that is exactly what I was talking about with that uh, that tweet about the kid is about to be suspended if they don't do a survey. It sounds, 
sounds like on its face, it's like what a what a kid won't do a survey. I guess he's being suspended, suspended, which is weird, but it's 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 so much more than that. Let's see if I can find a snippet from the article that I can read you real quick. All right, I'm just gonna read you this little snippet because it's a kind of long article again. It's not long, but reading it is just. Uh, let's see. Schools measure SEL success by collecting data on each student, which creates a psychological profile. Am I saying that right? Yeah, psychological. I'm like, is it physiological or psychological? Anyway, that is attached to their student identification number. The data is stored and monitored in dashboards, which allows administrators and staff to track its progress by school district, school grade, class, gender, race, or individual. The data is entered into statewide longitudinal data systems and follows the students as they change grades or even schools. The Collaborative for Academic, Social, and Emotional Learning, again, CASEL, the organization responsible for creating SEL claims the skills they support are necessary to be employable in the workforce. What? The SEL data collection is creating a psychological profile for students to determine what areas they are good for. Anyway, I recommend reading this article as well because this, this woman's website is great. And I don't remember how I found it, but let's see here. TAL that Mel Gibson has like nine children, which is awesome. He's based. Um... All right, I'm going to leave you on this creepy thing that I found out a while ago, and I can't even remember how I found out about it, but... So, I've not done a CPR, like, official course. I did do... I guess it was, like, in our PE class in high school. We had this thing called Chris Clean. I can't believe I remember... I know I remember that. Chris Clean was a CPR dummy that we used to, you know, be taught how to do CPR. And I remember that because the, the dummy had a t-shirt that said Chris Clean on it. And I was like, oh, I want that shirt. So I stole it off the dummy and I used to wear it. It was always really, really tight on me. Anyway, how messed up is this? So I'm going to read this from lifescience.com. How a girl's death mask from the 1800s became the face of CPR dolls. A drowned woman became the most kissed girl in the world. Also, how gross is that? Like, it's so pedophilic and just creepy and literally it's one of those things that I learn in life and I'm like what uh, after a model of her face was used to design a CPR dummy for 60 years medical students have practiced CPR on a dummy doll dubbed Rasushi I don't know French I'm assuming it's French Rasushi Annie is this supposed to be resuscitate anyway compressing her chest and breathing air into her plastic mouth the face of that dummy it turns out isn't made up it's based off the this is what's messed up I'm like what? Why? It's based on the face of a teenage girl found dead in the Seine, I don't know how you say that, river in Paris in the late 19th century, whose body was never identified, but whose visage was captured in a mold or death mask. A newspaper in the Christmas issue of the BMJ, whatever the hell that is, a special edition of the medical journal, uh, that can include lighthearted or outside-of-the-box research, tells how the nameless corpse became a CPR mannequin and earned the title of the most kissed girl in the world. Gross. Why are you even saying it like she's the most kissed girl in the world? Like, why even put your head there? Like, why even say that? It's just, it's not a girl. I mean, it's a dummy. Like, anyway. Every year we have to carry out mandatory CPR training, which utilizes these mannequins. Dr. Stephanie Lowe, co-author of the feature and a dental trainee. La, 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 la. Um, she, She, this woman simply wondered who the face was. The story of the Rasushi Annie begins more than a century ago, again, when, when the dead body of a girl who looked about 16 years old was bo- was pulled from the CN, the authors wrote. Because her body showed no signs of violence, some people speculated that she had drowned herself intentionally. The body was pulled out on public display in a mortuary in hopes that someone could identify the deceased, a common practice at the time. But nobody identified the teen. She became known as the, oof, uh, the woman of the CN. Let me highlight this and have my computer say it so I can maybe uh oh it's not letting me oh it's not gonna speak it anyway though anonymous she was by no means forgotten the pathologist who performed her autopsy was so taken with her serene expression that he had a model maker create a plaster death mask of her face the mask was replicated and sold ew how morbid is that like what are you doing dude uh, you're lo- who looks at a dead woman's face and is like, what a beautiful little girl. Let me take a death, you know, plaster of Paris, whatever, death mask of her face and then sell it. Gross. In fact, the Lorenzi model makers, who according to the paper 
authors made the original death mask still sell copies of it today under the title Noye de la Cien. I don't know who to say this again. Drowned Woman. Gross. Like, what the... F- I would be livid if I was that this dead girl, like, just... Anyway, <laughs> that sounds retarded. In the late 1950s, when medical students were just starting to learn and practice CPR, Archer Gordon, a member of the American Heart Association's CPR committee, realized that a CPR dummy could save medical students from the necessary pain. Yeah, we get that, all right. It turned out Lardiel uh, had seen a reproduction of the, well, I can't say it, whatever, De La Cien woman, on the wall of a relative's house, and he decided to give the CPR mannequin the same face. Oh, God. Thus, in 1960, when the Lairdell Company built the first CPR mannequins, uh, the CPR dummy or resuscitated Rasusi Annie, as Laird refers to the doll on its website. Before making CPR mannequins, Lardiel had manufactured a doll named Anne. Perhaps this is the name that stuck. The doll, made of soft plastic, had a collapsible chest, blah, 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 blah. Oh, yeah, this is so weird. Hold on, listen to this part. Ew. Making the CPR mannequin change the course of the Lairdell company from toys to medical devices... Ugh. As it what? As it describes on its website, where Rosa Annie is still available for purchase. By the way, I emailed them not too long ago and asked them if they're still selling it, and yes, they are. Uh, the company estimates that 300 million people around the world have been trained in CPR, most of them with the help of Rosa Annie. One of the one of those people, it seems, was Michael Jackson, <laughs> who included to refrain Annie, "Are you okay?" in the song "Smooth Criminal" after he was inspired by his own CPR training, according to the BMJ paper. What? I remember reading this when I saw this uh, a while, you know, a while ago, and I read this, and I was like, "What?" This line is also used in CPR training when trainees check for a response in the patient. Oh my lord! Yeah, exactly. But what about the ethics of making pre-productions of a deceased person's face and selling them without consent? Uh, anyway, I don't. I'm good. It's just that was the most effed up thing, and also bizarre that Michael Jackson wrote that, and whatever. The whole story is just b- bananas. And disturbing. Um, lastly, I'll leave you with this non non fuckery article. I mean, it is weird, but it's not as it's not as effed as that. So apparently, uh, this is from some random old lady's website, Lucienne.com. I mean, it, 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 there's a sources for this outside of this woman's website. It's just the one I have to pick. Um, apparently, no named Atlantic hurricanes through nearly all of July and August. It's the first time in nineteen since nineteen forty one. The months of July and August of this year have been among the quietest in terms of hurricane activity since World War II. A Colorado meteorologist said this week, with August shaping up to have the lowest hurricane activity since the late 1990s, blah, blah, blah. So basically not to have any named hurricanes for all of July and August is sounds pretty dang rare. Um, so, yeah, anyway, bananas, that's all. That's all for now, y'all. Um, I hope you guys have a wonderful weekend and you guys have been hanging in there and maybe you're feeling good about not ever taking the jab because I sure am. Man, just feel, it feels good, man, to realize that you never fell for that. Um, anyway, uh, yeah. If you don't know God, just talk to him like he's your friend and he will, he will move mountains in your life. You'll You'll, it just, the, the more you start trusting in him, the more you'll see your life change. And it's, it's such an undeniable truth. And um, I really pray that all my listeners will find their way to God and accept Jesus because there's no better peace in life than having Jesus walk beside you and guide you and laugh. So have a wonderful weekend. Thanks for listening. If you want to support my podcast, you can do that by heading to subscribestar.com forward slash distorted lens and become a monthly subscriber or head over to paypal.me forward slash LP foster kittens and give a one-time donation or multiple times, however many times you're going to do it. And I think that's all for now. Thanks for listening, you guys. Oh, also, you can leave an Apple review, Apple podcast review by heading to Apple podcast, probably on your phone. I'm not sure if you can do it on your computer. Um, Click on my podcast, scroll all the way down. I think it has like reviews and whatnot. It would mean a lot to me. If you haven't done it by now, please do it because it, it's pretty effortless. Honestly, it takes what at most five minutes out of your life. Anyway, I appreciate each and every one of you. And I love my listeners. You guys are the sweetest and leave such sweet comments. I'm really, really touched by. Um, if I can touch one person's life and make them not feel alone or 
laugh or find their way to God, then my, I mean, I'm just, that makes me over the moon and I, and I feel like my job here is done, but it's not done. I'll keep doing this podcast. Anyway, all right, this is finally the goodbye. God bless.